Recording in progress. <laughs> Recording in progress, not process. All the time. No, oh, I know I messed it up, dude. Oh no. Hey, Nate. Yo, what up, buddy? It's Mike hey, everybody. over there. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Just another day, another dollar. That's right. Another day, another. Sorry, this one's delayed. Nate's been messing up our schedule. So yes, yeah, true. It's all on me, actually. I apologize. My schedule doesn't change. <laughs> Mine <ever>. does. <laughs> so Nate's is like on a rotating basis, and he's just uh, like, I got um, seventy-five things to do in twenty-seven minutes. It really is like it's kind of it's kind of dumb. I would I want just like a set schedule so I could just chill. You're busy. Plan my plan my lifeage. You're busy. You should have like a hybrid car for that kind of busyness. Instead, you got a V8 truck. Yeah, dude. So the good thing is with the busyness, Amanda does have a hybrid. So that's what I drive to work most times. Oh, really? Yeah. So we drive, okay. I drive that most <laughs> places. So yeah, we got that on lockdown. But yeah, I do drive a gas guzzling, which I have to go put gas in. I was just informed after this, we get to uh, go do, I got to go pick up a trailer and there's zero gas in the truck. So get to go fill that up. That's a bit of good. Yeah, how's everything been, dude? How's training? It's been. Um, I've been trying to go pretty often. Like, um, like uh, last week, or like the last, let's say, last three, four weeks. I've probably taken three days off. <laughs> and um, so I didn't go yesterday and Monday. I do open mat on Sundays. Um, but I didn't go yesterday and Monday cause Andrew's got a, like a sinusy cough, post nasal yep. drip, nonsense, grossness going on. Yep. So, um, yeah. And, uh, so we've been doing that and I'm just trying to figure that out and trying to like figure out ways to learn more and get my game up a little bit, I guess. Like, yeah. um, you know, like just little stuff, like try new stuff and yep. go from there. Like I'm gonna try to get more triangles, try to do more arm bars from guard. Yep. Um half guard Kimura back take. Ooh. You know spicy. that one? Yeah. Where you like spin around. Yep. Yeah. So I did a I could do that pretty easily, like the movement, but just getting the details down. Yep. And um just doing it a million times. Yeah. So um and then yeah, I do, but doing it with with the white belts pretty much helps because, yep, you know, because they're like, don't know happened? what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> like, how did you get behind me? Let me practice this me. technique on you, my yeah. guy. So, but the thing, the biggest one is I got to, I want to try to get triangles down because that's fairly difficult the, for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got the 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 big legs, shorter stature. You don't got those long, lanky triangle city legs you know yeah but just so. once you get that though it's nighty night time there's no mess there's there's a it goes from not having it to you better tap out before you pass out right quick yeah tap out before you pass out so that's the goal trying to get some stuff in and uh um i was trying to gonna think about working some different guards in you know like because right now all i really do is like i'll just sit guard and then get grips and do like a tripod sweep or something basic mm -hmm. like that and it usually works um and normally, you know, I'll let them pull guard and then I'll pass or yep. do whatever and smoosh the half and smoosh, arm triangle smoosh, yep. or yeah, arm triangles is like the big guy's best friend. You better learn, yeah. you better have a dialed in arm triangle because you can smoke many many people's with that. Yeah, so that's 
That's where that's at. And I've been dry firing a lot because I'm getting ready. Yeah, you your safety thing got pushed through. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Safety for church. Yeah, they were going to try to have me shadow someone for like our Central Valley campus, which is like, let's say for from your house, it would be to like downtown Scott, like old town Scottsdale. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, can I just do it at my place? And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm cool with it over here, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. And then we got that on Saturday. Weather that's permitting. Cool. So yeah, how's the weather over there? Right now? Yeah. Um, it's fairly warm, I guess. It's like uh fifty-four. Oh. But it's supposed mm. to snow tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> so snow, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all drizzly uh, over here in the big old AZ. It's been drizzly yeah, on and off all day. It's supposed to get cold over the weekend, so the lows are gonna be in the twenties again. Ew. That's it's for you, bro. Yeah, that's cold, dude. But yeah, let's get into this thing, dude. So, like, we had a cool little thing for all our listeners, man. We had our first like question come in from the social media platform, so through Instagram. Um, I did get the good okay to kind of share mm-hmm. briefly, but yeah, dude, this guy he wrote in and he had some pretty uh, it wasn't like a hey, dude, he said, Hey, we've been listening to you for a minute. Um, basically long story short is trying to have, uh, trying to have a baby, um, over the last like three years, no luck, you know, now they're on to like the, um, like IVF and whatnot, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, he kind of came in with like really just being real dude. So if you're listening to this, man, I'm glad you reached out. It's, a, it's an honor to, to think and pray and just have this like first interaction with um, yeah, definitely. the listeners. It, it kind of was pretty cool. Like we appreciate it, took it from this this uh abstract thing that we do we just chat here you know once a week and to really kind of put it in perspective that you know dudes and the ladies that are listening to us really uh are going through some stuff and that we're a voice for them so we do appreciate it reach out some more anybody that's willing we're here to talk with you chat you up encourage you best we can but yeah so he's going through some uh some pretty heavy stuff and had uh um you know it was just really struggling with the idea of maybe not ever having a child um, with his wife and it was causing some, uh, some issues with them. But, uh, you know, for those who are, I mean, this is talking about, you know, having a kid, but really whatever anyone on this platform is, you know, patiently waiting for or impatiently waiting for and what they're praying for, whether it's a job, whether it's a kid, whether it's whatever, you know, the next phase that they're, you know, anxious and waiting and hoping for, um, it all kind of, a. there's my dog. Um, it all kind of, uh, um, applies to everybody, dude. So it's not just, uh, you know, in regards to conceiving a child, but it's really, uh, you know, in Proverbs, it talks about hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Um, in that process, dude, is rough because I've been exactly where this dude's been. I mean, with my ex-wife, we were right when we got married, we got pregnant. We lost that baby, like miscarried it like six weeks into the pregnancy. Um, long story short is, 
you know, her body didn't do the whole rejection miscarriage. We had to like go in and have a procedure done, um, which really just fundamentally changed both of us as people not processing the trauma correctly, um, but really put us back in this waiting arena of, you know, every month hoping for this not happened, hope not happened, hope not happened. And, you know, fast forward, um, God kind of just did a miracle on his own and his own accord. And, um, that's how we have Liam, the little crazy human being now. Um, but really in that process of, I mean, I wish that was the last time I was sitting here, you know, Amanda and I are in the same boat now, really praying and every month hoping and not happening and hoping and not happening. And long story short is that process gets very taxing on your soul, dude. Like that's a, that's a heavy cross to bear. Um, just in general, dude, like, you know, having so much hope, having so much hope. And then it's like really kind of just broken up every month. And that hope just makes your heart sick after a while, dude. Like, you know, um, really coming to a place where in that process, you're, I, I mean, I got super frustrated at God, dude. Like, my God, you're doing this for everybody else. Like, why isn't it me? Like, like what the heck am I doing wrong? Which is essentially what, you know, um, he was alluding to and, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, he was talking about pulling away from church for the the comments and the, you know, the statements of people, you know, just helping his anger towards God is growing, but, um, you know, it's really breeding sadness and depression. And, um, you know, I get all that dude, like, this ongoing type of disappointment, like wears your soul out. It taxes you. It, it like brings you down. It like causes your whole worldview to like even shift. So in this whole process, uh, praying for, you know, a child, particularly, I was getting frustrated with like all the comments from people too. Like, Oh, you know, God's good all the time. And yada, 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 all all these well-intentioned comments to encourage, but really I was challenged, which (laughs) kind of funny story is we uh we learned um well i was taught because i was going up to this pastor guy he was like a traveling evangelist once again you know trying to go find solace in some random person but i went up to this dude and was kind of told him the story like where we're at and he just kind of looked me dead in the eyes and goes do you understand to know god is enough and i was like what does that mean and it really just kind of pissed me off in the moment. I was like, what is this even like, okay, to know God is enough. Like, what does that even mean? How does that relate to this story? He's like, whatever you're praying for, it's all on God's time and up to him. But the privilege of knowing him is enough. And you need to get to a place and work that into your soul that the knowledge of Jesus as Lord and Savior is enough. Whether he gives you a kid, doesn't give you a kid, doesn't give you promotion, doesn't give you a house whatever you're praying for doesn't happen. Do you know that God is enough? And I I wish it was like, I could say that apprehended my spirit. And I just immediately knew, uh, was not the case. Like I, I was frustrated with that. You almost even more like, okay, cool. Like, so what does this even mean, bro? Like, how does this apply to me? And over the next year, or so years, I mean, still even working through that, you know, to know God is enough in the current situation with Amanda and I, which is, um, you know, the first time I said that to her really did frustrate her on the same way. Like what, that's like a, a, 
you like know, you don't have, yeah, a cop out. Like you don't have faith enough that God can do these things. And, um, and it's really not that at all. Cause I know God can, but do I trust him and his character enough to let go of my desire, my will, my hope, my passion to let go of it all and to know that he is God. And it's pretty interesting. Um, Amanda and I were just talking about this last night in one of her devos, you know, the, the verse, um, is like, be still and know I'm be still and know I, that I'm God. If you look at the original context of, um, on the translation, the mm-hmm. word still is actually more closely related to, or translatable, um, to let go and know I am God. Mm-hmm. It's not be still. I mean, cause a lot of time, I mean, I've taught like, oh, you got to calm down you got to get quiet and you have to like calm everything and be still and know that he's God. He's really saying relinquish let it, let control, yeah. let it go let and go. know. Let yeah. Dude, go. like Elsa, dude, let it go for <laughs> real. Actually, who is he? I think it's Elsa. It's the other one, Anna, whatever, whoever sings that in that movie. Um, to let go. <laughs> dude, my brain is all, it is totally irrelevant, but whatever. Um, to let go and know that he is God. So um, really working through that. And it took years and years and years of still being frustrated and heartache and hurt. But dude, like on the other side of that knowledge, um, that letting go of everything and trusting that God is God and he's got your best intention, it really comes down to uh, to trusting that God no, God's time's perfect. His will is perfect. And we start getting ourselves in trouble when we start taking control of the things that he wants us to let go of and making things happen. You know, it's just remarkable to me that Jesus t- cares enough about us to know how many hairs are on our head yeah, and to take the time to be intricately interwoven in our daily life. Like he's continually talking with us, which is just phenomenal it's amazing like god it's just a blessing but knowing that his control and his time and relinquishing ours is the key so when you boil everything down what do you take with heaven to what do you take with you to heaven you take what god's done inside you in your spirit and you take with you what you've poured into other people you don't get to take your kids with you to heaven you don't get to take your home with heaven, your wife, your right. anything. None of that transcends the line of eternity. So do you know in your soul, heart, mind, body, and soul that God is enough? And what I've kind of found that I struggled with was unintentionally making having a child an idol. It yep. had become almost a thing of misplaced worship where if I don't get this, then I'm going to be mad and pout and pissed off about it. It right, like yep. that, that has slow, had slowly, my perspective had so slowly switched away from the goodness of Jesus onto my lack of not having a child or my desire of having a child. And it had really become an idol and it took someone really kind of calling me out on it, dude. Like you got like, dude, this is an idol in your heart. And mm-hmm. in that moment I had to, like relinquish that and say, Jesus, I repent. I turn, I'm turning away. Like, Lord, my eyes are fixed on you and really knowing and understanding that to know God is enough. And at the end of the day, 
That's what it is, man. This whole walk is, do we know and understand to know God is enough? Like he's going to take care of the birds of the air. He's going to take care of the grass of the field. You don't see the the flower spinning in the soil, wondering where its nutrients are going to come from, or the birds freaking out that they're not going to find food. Like God takes care of the practical needs of the, the grass and the birds. How much more is he going to take care of his sons and daughters? Yeah. So, you know, that whole thing, man, it took me like a day to respond to this dude too. Cause I was like, man, how do I word this? I mean, um, let me get to my notes. Cause I'll, I'll pull up exactly somewhat. Yeah. I was just looking at what he said too. And, um, he didn't say anything about saying his name. So I won't say no. his name, but, yeah. um, just on my own side of it, well, needs getting his act together because it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I am all over it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, um, I know it's, I mean, we've been in the same boat too, right? So trying to, ha- trying to get pregnant, whatever, um, it is, ju- it is what it is. Like if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not, it's not. And that's really the only attitude that I think you can have. Um, and I know it's tough too, because one of the things that always really bothered me is, you know, we're sitting here trying to do this so that we can take care, so we can have a child and take care of a child and all this other stuff while there are irresponsible people out there who are getting pregnant Mm. without even trying and then aborting the babies. Like it's Mm -hmm. like, it's nothing right. Which is like so aggravating, right? It's just, it's like so sad. And if you look at it, like from the perspective of someone who's actually trying to have children, and they're just out there just getting rid of them. And then they're bragging about, I've had my third or fourth portion. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, yep. you're, you're, you're bragging about this thing that is literally, literally one of the most evil things, if not the most evil thing that you could do in the world today, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, if, 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 for, and, and I'm going to, you know, he knows who we're talking about. So, you know, dude, if, if nothing else comes of this, you know, adoption is always an option too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's probably not what you want to say, what you want to hear, because, you know, it's like, you know, it's not your blood or whatever, but you know, it, I, my neighbors are foster parents and some of the stuff that I've seen and that they've told me from the children that they get, um, is just, it's heartbreaking. Like, uh, a few months ago. So they had one kid who, um, his name's Ivan. A little, uh, a little slow developmentally because the mom was on heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, but always like a super joy. And he's, and I'm sure he's going to get there. Just needs, you know, additional educating and and therapy stuff like that. And all, but always happy, right? And so when I would see him, I'd be like, "Yo, what's up, Ivan?" He was like two or three or something like that. But his mental uh, equity, equity, equity. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the right word. Acuity? I don't know. Acuity, yeah, whatever. Um, his mental state was like 18 months to like a year, a year to 18 months. So it was like really sad, but he was always real happy. And um, so anyways, like I think it was about a month or two ago, April, our neighbor um, was at the hospital um, because the same mom was pregnant again. No, giving birth. A, yes, giving birth again to twins this time. And one of them actually died. Oh, no. Yeah. So heartbreaking. Like, and that just kind of ties into the whole, like, you know, it's, 
you know, they, you know, this lady clearly doesn't care enough about herself, let alone potential children that she's having Mm -hmm. to get clean and take care of her children. But on the other side, we have our neighbors here who are like saints, you know, April is like a friggin' saint, man. And she's like juggling all these foster kids and they try to take a break. And then, you know, the kid was born. And luckily I think the parents who adopted Ivan are going to adopt this one as well because they're siblings technically. So, which is a good thing, but you know, so like, and I, it's a cliche, right? You know, everything happens for a reason kind of thing. It's, but it's, it's true, right? You know, like there's a plan, there is a plan. Mm -hmm. And if for whatever reason, dude, you're not able to have kids, and, you know, like obviously try to do because there's the plan may be that you guys are having a rough time at it like this. Um, and then you go and do maybe IV, IVF or in vitro, whatever the fancy things are. I know yeah, those are super yep. expensive, so it might not even be an option. Um, but I think some companies are helping with that as well with their employees. So that may be something to think about. And then not like not even a worst case scenario, but something to kind of consider is maybe adoption. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you're you may be taking a child who was never going to get any love at all. And they may go in through the foster system in a bad situation. Uh, I don't know where he lives at, but like, let's say, for example, like let's say Phoenix, right? I'm assuming the foster system in Phoenix isn't the best. Uh, yeah. um, so you being able to save that child from going into a, the foster system and they could potentially be there for the rest of their life, or at least until they're 18, you know, you may save their life, right? They may go from a life that may have been um, like, you know, Nate's background, like going, well, mine too, a little bit, right? Drugs, um, yep. dumb stuff. And you're giving them that, they're giving that child the life that you wanted to give a child and you're taking care of them. You're teaching them the right way. They're going to church. They grow up to be, you know, I don't know, a pastor or someone who's like a role model to other people. And then they have their own children and then, Mm -hmm. then, or they can't. Right. And then they go into that, um, the cycle where they adopt children, giving children a life that they wouldn't have otherwise. And it may just be, that may just be your story, right? That may just Mm -hmm. be what the plan is for you. Um, I'm not saying give up. Um, but I don't know if you've ever heard the Thomas Rhett song where he's talking about how, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know dude. where he yeah. like they, him and his wife adopted a little girl from Ghana. I think it's Ghana. Anyways, I don't, it's an yeah. African country. And as the adoption is finalizing and they get the baby, his wife finds out she's pregnant, yep. you know, which is a true story. It's not just a song. So, yep. you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a roundabout path that God wants you to take. Um, maybe he's trying to like test you a little bit and he wants to make sure that you're not going to give up on him based on this, this situation. Um, and I'm not trying to belittle the situation at all, but it, in all things, like if you think about everything as a whole, it's a fairly minor thing, um, because you ultimately have your wife, you know, mm-hmm. you have her right now. She's here with you. Yep. Um, and having a child is just an extra thing. Um, not a bad thing, obviously, but it's an extra thing. So maybe when you're not thinking about it and you guys aren't actively trying for it is when it's going to happen, you know? So just some things to think about, man. It's not, I'm not saying 
you shouldn't be trying. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't want your own child. I'm just saying I, we, I've been there. We've been there. Um, Nate's obviously been there yeah. and it just might be giving you the time to think about what, you know, what we could do, um, what's next, right. What, what to think about instead of focusing all every, all of our stuff on this, um, you know, I don't know, but it's yeah, just dude, some options, man. Yeah, dude, there's, and what I had mentioned in the response as well is, is fatherhood is not necessarily bearing a child. It's, it's father. I mean, you can father a generation and raise up people, kids without ever bearing a child of your, of your own DNA. And I mean, I know personally kind of alluding to the story that you were saying, right? Like someone adopting in um, a kid that saves him out of the foster system and gives him a shot at life. And now that dude is on stage preaching the gospel that he would have never been doing and fulfilling God's plan and mission for his life um, without a family willing to take in a kid that wasn't their own and father and love them and to grow them as their own child. Um, fatherhood is really, is, is a mantle or covering that you as a man take on. Like I had the, in youth ministry, had the privilege of, um, fathering many kids, man, like taking them in and like showing them, this is how, like, this is life. This, let me walk some life with you and teach you. And, and really like three or four of them like are now come around and they're like one of our best buddies now. So like it, it went from this, like, here, let me teach you how to be a young man. Let me teach you how to be a teenager. Let me teach you how to be a young adult. And now it's like, you're my peer, you're my brother. Like we have a mission and a call to fulfill. And that doesn't mean I have given up the mantle of fatherhood just because I have a physical son and physical stepchildren, you know, two sons and a daughter, like, Fatherhood is still very much a choice that you make to and a mantle you can wear and a covering you can wear that allows you to take in people that aren't yours and form a bond in such a way that you can get, you can pass on your knowledge and your wisdom and your love into people who aren't your family physically. They become grafted in. It's kind of like what Jesus talks about in the vine. I'm the vine and, you know, being grafted in like the Gentiles were. Like we have the ability to to graft in people who need a physical family and graft them into our family and give them a shot and a shake at life, dude. So, you know, there are a plethora of other options for this gentleman. But really, what comes down to is and what it boils down like for Amanda and I in the season that we're hoping in now is really understanding I already have everything in Amanda. She's my wife, my partner, my soulmate. And if I get a kid, if God gives us another child to share between the two of us, it shares our DNA, which could be very, very scary because we're very stubborn people. And I don't know if the world's ready for that little human being yet, if God decides to do that. So we'll see. But I have everything in her already. Everything else aside from her and on top of that is is a bonus, like you were saying. Like, yeah, dude, having a kid would be cool. It would be amazing. It would be such a blessing. But at the end of the day, I already have Jesus and I have my wife, my helpmate, my soulmate, dude. So I have my partner in life to do this with and I have the encouragement and the love of my father in heaven. And that right there is everything. It boils back down to 
to know God is enough. That privilege to be counted a son and a daughter, Jesus paid the ultimate price for. He died on a cross, tore the veil to allow us to enter into the most holy places. Basically, he just says, hey, you're a part of a royal priesthood and a priestesshood. Like that's your life. That's your identity now. That's it. And at the end of the day, if God, it's pretty astounding, dude, that the God is the same. The God that we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God still is a God of the miracle business. Every single one of our children that we have is a miracle in and of itself. Liam's a miracle. Jaren's a miracle. And Ari is a miracle. Amanda was told she could never have kids ever as like a 16 year old girl. We were told there will never Liam like we, my ex-wife and I could never have a naturally conceived child ever. That's what the doctor had said. Here we are. I have a circus now. It's three, you know, the three, eight and 10. The same God from yesterday is the same God we serve today and the same God that we're going to serve tomorrow. And God's still in the miracle making business. And that's what he's doing. That's his, that's his authorship and authority. And that's, that's what he still does to this day. That's the character of Christ that never changes. So I encourage all you guys that are praying for a baby, you're praying for a promotion, you're praying for the next break in life, whatever you're praying for, know that God is enough and to know that God is still making and writing miracles right now as we speak. And the profoundness of that just blows my mind that the creator of the universe still wants to speak life and create life through us physically, spiritually, and, and, and mentally, right? Like he can still author miracles and still does it every day in healing like that. If you're praying for healing, just know right now, Jesus is the ultimate healer and he is the greatest physician and whatever sickness anyone on this podcast is listening to, he's greater and that his power can, can, and will break that off you in Jesus name. And to know the power that rose Christ from the dead is the same power that Christ has given to us through the Holy Spirit. Now it's just us. To, now it's just up to us to let to let go and to know that He is God and allow Him to work eternity out through us. Amazing. Bomb.com.org. Whoop whoop. That's what it is, man. It's such a privilege to know. To, to be no, not just to know God, but to be known by him. That's mind blowing to me that he knows me. One little blip of a, of a, of a mist of the, of a life and that he's intimately concerned with my spiritual well being and growth. That's amazing. Yeah. And, um, and I think, uh, especially with, um, with, with our, with our, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to say his name E, right. You know what I'm talking. So with him, the fact that he's even understanding God's part in all of this is already, he's already a step above a lot of people because there are still people who are not pursuing Jesus, who do not have God in their lives. And you can see them on a regular basis. They're always angry. There are, um, they, you know, um they have multiple partners um out of wedlock they are just kind of not portraying 
the type of people that Jesus wanted us to be. Right. Um, and I've, I've been there, you know what I mean? And I'm, yep. I've been to a point and I still kind of go there sometimes. Right. That's why like, we're still constantly trying to improve our pursuit and, yep. um, you know, and every day, like, you know, try to get a little bit better. Like Nate always says, and I think, I mean, and this is getting this, you may not want to hear this, but like, I think just the fact that you understand that God has such a significant part in your life and that you brought that up when you asked us the question, um, I think shows a lot. Uh, you may not think that, but I think it's a pretty significant point to bring up because you understand that there, there's, there are things out of your control and yep. that if you're understanding that and you're kind of wanting God's help with something, then you already kind of know that it's in his hands. So one of the things that um, Granger Smith always says on his podcast is like the future is none of your business, right? Mm, yeah. So like, and I've kind of adopted that a little bit. I've tried to, it's hard because, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I kind of want to work towards this one thing or whatever. Um, I've kind of slowly adopted that kind that mindset and just kind of say, okay, today is the only thing that I know that is here right now. Tomorrow, I may not wake up. You yep. know, it just, you just never know. So I think, sir, Mr. E, if you focus on today. Yes. And focus on the time that you have with your wife. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen either way. Um, whether you guys conceive and have a child or whatever it is, right? Um, or you go the adoption route or whatever, whatever it is, IVF, in vitro, whatever it is. If you focus on today with your time with her, mm. the rest come on. will probably come. <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know, so that's the, that's the beauty of it, dude. That you said it right. I couldn't even say it any better. The focus on today and spending that moment with your wife and you guys are on this journey together. You're not against each other. You're together. Mike said it the best. Worry about today. That's it. And even when you, you guys do have a child, um, you know, you're going to switch. Your life's going to switch. It's going to be, the child is going to be like such an important part, but you also have to remember that your wife, and this is something that I still struggle with too, because my kid is like, he's my homie, you know? So, mm -hmm. but focusing on your relationship with your wife is pretty significant. Like she should yep. be first. Yes. Um, That's how it should be. That's what God, God first wife, significant other second kids. Third, that's the order. It's just wife. Well, for dudes, wife. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's ladies listening. So you know, oh, yeah, yeah. husbands, 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 and wife. husbands, and wife. husbands, and wife. Hub, hub, hubbies and wifeies. That's the order though, dude, that when that stuff gets out of whack, that's when people start to get a little off balance. Yeah. Right? And it, it's true. Like, it's true. And man, you know, look at take you preaching, time. dude. I'm yeah, just saying, buddy. Like, you, I'm working you. on it, dude, man. Dude, man. Hey, I just got to get Aaron proud, out of the books. Right She'd be like in the books all the time. And I'm like, dude, put your book down. Good grief. Stop <laughs> reading. What are you reading for, loser? <laughs> um, but no, man. I mean, E, I hope we helped you out, dude. Um, I. We're not experts on this. We not at all, brother. Just experiencing something, and this is you know something that I said 
previously, not on this podcast, but previously in general, experiencing something doesn't make you an expert. Um, it's just, we just have the experience and, um, hopefully this helps you out and you're able to kind of take it and, you know, move forward. And if you have any other questions, uh, or anyone else for that matter, you can send us a message on yeah. Instagram at the God guns and family podcast or on e- an email at God guns and family podcast at gmail.com. You can always ask us questions. Yep. Um, uh, whether or not we're able to answer them to your liking is really kind of up in the air. But I think this is a really good example of the limited life experience that we have. And hopefully we're able to help somebody out and move forward with whatever his next steps may be with, um, either with his, you know, obviously hopefully you stay, you're going to be with your wife, duh, but you know, options. Right. And then, you know, maybe not focusing on it so much and then it just, it may just happen. Uh, yes, we got sir. like less than a minute. We're going to take a break. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we'll come back. All right, guys. Peace. Actually, not peace. We'll be right back. Duh. We'll be right back. Just Be Or is a local Phoenix, Arizona family business that offers three services. Be Organized is our personal organization service. We will organize and declutter projects in your home or offices. Be Hauled is our junk and debris removal services. We haul away unwanted junk, yard debris, and furniture. And Be Restored Designs is our furniture restoring service. We restore and customize your older wooden pieces, breathing life back into them. We would love to give you a helping hand. For more information or to get a free quote, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Links will be included in the description below. Or you can shoot us an email at just.b.ohr516 at gmail.com. Recording in progress. <laughs> I was trying to catch you off guard and you just keep talking about coffee and then it was like <laughs> I know. recording in progress and you're like, yeah, ooh, 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 coffee. Yeah, we're talking about uh talking about coffee. Yeah, it's a, a necessary evil in my life for sure. Well it's not even evil, it's beautiful. It keeps me uh keeps me happy sometimes. I got this uh the co- the mushroom stuff, but this one is the matcha. Matcha? Ugh. Matcha green tea one. It's gross. Yeah, matcha's not my favorite, dude. It's not very good. And but yeah. like I already bought it, so I'm like, I gotta drink it. Might as well drink it. Yep. Bottoms up. So. Slurpy slurp it down. Ah. Oh yeah, no. I'd refrigerate that on ice. I Amanda calls my mouth a pansy mouth because like I'll get a hot coffee, but I won't drink it for like 15 minutes until it chills out a minute. Cause it burns my tongue. Yeah, whatever. Why would yeah. you drink it if it burns? That's silly. Exactly. She'll like take one like straight from like the steam. Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. I'm like, how? Okay. No. Leather fit, leather tongue. Like, how do you even do that? Like, yeah. That's no. ridiculous. I want to be able to taste my food. That's, when I that's go eat ridiculous. My tacos and burritos. Do you have anything that you wanted to add about? No, man. You sealed that one right up, dude. You did good. You, uh, you got your preach on, man. You did well. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, you're doing... Man, you're like stretching your legs and stuff, bro. It's pretty cool. But really, do this. The only thing I would want to say again to reiterate is message us. We're two dudes that have had some life experience. And if we don't know the answer to your question, we're going to find out and talk to someone who does. 
and get back with you. Like message us on on the God Guns and Family podcast. You know whether that's the Gmail at gmail.com or on Instagram, God Guns and Family podcast. We want to mm-hmm. hear from you guys, and we'll find out answers. We'll give you our share our experience with you. you could pour out. My whole thing with experience is just if something difficult that one of us has walked through, that's going to shortcut you walking through the difficulty that we did. I'm going to gladly share that with you so I can shave some, you know, some hardship off your life a little bit and just sharing my experience. So reach out to us, let us know what you guys are thinking, how you, if you respond well, whatever, you got some questions, thoughts, whatever, let us know. Yeah. And on top of that, also, if so the way that I look at it is this. Um, I don't know everything. Um, that's the wives' job to know everything, allegedly. Yes, I agree. Um, but ultimately, so like if there's something that I haven't experienced, I have a group of friends that I can be like, hey, dude, have you ever dealt with this? And if not, then Nate may have a group of friends yep. that he has that they can de- deal with or um, that have dealt with something previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if my point being is that for the previous question that we had, um, if they've reached out to people around them to get guidance and to get like, you know, to try to get questions answered and stuff like that. Um, and, and they're not, they're not necessarily. So this, this probably isn't the case, right? This little caveat I'm adding on to here. I deal with this at work all the time where like someone will ask a question about a specific thing. They don't get the answer that they want. So then they ask other people, yeah, to get different answers, even though the answer that I know is correct because I wrote the freaking policies and SOPs and stuff like that and the processes. So I know for sure that my answer is 100% correct, but they don't like it. So they go and try to get something that they like from somebody else. I don't, yep. I, this is not the case with, with nope. you. I know that. Um, I'm just saying like that does happen. So if you've reached out to people in your groups who are nearby and you're just not, it's just not feeling, you're not feeling it. Like you feel like there's more to the answer then, then yeah, definitely reach out. And then we can kind of do the same thing in our circles to get it, get yep. a, a way to answer your question. Right. Um, we want to make sure that we're able to kind of help as much as possible. We're not experts in certain things, most things, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple things that we're not necessarily experts in, but we are fairly, I would say, advanced, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like jujitsu, for instance. Like yes, would purple, would you consider a purple belt advanced? I mean, you're, yep. you've been training just as long as me. I definitely um, not purple though, because I took breaks and well, yeah, uh, but, did all those injuries. But, yeah, but so like, but the knowledge of the stuff is still yep. there. Um, same thing with like firearms, right? So, I would consider myself an expert. Yep. In shooting and firearms and stuff, I'm not. I'm not the best shooter. Um, I can hold my own in a lot of different situations. I know how to do a lot of stuff with guns and how to build them and how to you know, modify them and all this other stuff, like nothing super crazy. I would consider myself an expert, but there's definitely people who are at a higher level than I am. So that being said, we have the ability to reach out to those who are experts in the field. Um, with this specific subject matter, you know, with trying to get pregnant and stuff like that, that's not something that we're really going to be experts in. 
we're just going to have experience in. And as you heard before the break, we definitely have had our share of experience in that direct subject. So definitely reach out. Um, That's kind of the whole purpose of this is to not only kind of help with questions like that, but also kind of guide people who are kind of on the fence by pursuing Jesus and pursuing, um, you know, relationship with God and the church and just kind of being that kind of person. Uh, that's why we're here because I'm fairly new at it. Nate's been doing it for a while and that's why we decided to do this podcast so that everyone can kind of see. It's not just like, Hey, I'm godly. I'm holy. That's not the way it works. And it's never going to be that way. Like people may think like, oh, well, hey, guess what, dude? You're a, you're a sinner. Well, everybody's a sinner all the time. Mm. Yep. And so if that comes up and you're scared of that, let, I mean, just let it be known. Like pastors even say, well, none of us are worthy and we'll never be worthy. That's the yep. whole point. That's the whole point that Jesus died on the cross is because yep. of us, because we suck. And yep. as humanity, <laughs> I mean, going through what I just went through, Leviticus, I don't know where I'm at now. Hopefully I'm through with Genesis pretty soon because that is, man, <laughs> no, Genesis 33, Samuel 1. And Psalms. So I'm in Genesis, Samuel, first Samuel and Psalms is where I'm at now. I went through, I wish it showed what I completed already. I went through Judges, Matthew. Judges is a cool book. Yep. Leviticus. Uh, yeah. Genesis, Leviticus, Judges, Matthew. And I'm on day 37. That's cool. So um, I don't know how many how many chapters are in Genesis. Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know offhand. No, yeah, I'll find out though. Something. Are you gonna look I'm it up gonna... in your Bible? Or are you gonna ask Amanda? <laughs> I'm gonna look it up, man. Look it up in the Bible. There are fifty five zero. Dang, it's a long one. Dang, that's a whole bunch. There's one that's longer, right? I know there's one I saw there was like 70 something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't that's know. Funny. I made that up probably. I'm going but, I'm going down the list right now. So far that is the numero uno, the big dog right there is 50. Genesis is? Yeah, Genesis is 50. That's oh no, thirty six, pretty close. Oh, Job's forty two. I mean, the only one that obviously beats it is like they consider each psalm is different, which is one hundred and fifty. So, you know, I'm gonna Google it just because Isaiah beats it at sixty six. Ooh, fifty two is Jeremiah. Yeah, Google it. We're going to get to the bottom of this Scooby-Doo mystery Isaiah. here. Isaiah is the longest 55. It says Book of Psalms. Yeah, so that's the one, the 150. But they're like really short though, right? Like, Yeah, it's not like like real chapters. I mean, each psalm is 
I mean, they're the longest is like Psalm one nineteen. That's like over a hundred verses. Whoa. And those are, and if I'm not mistaken, there's, there are songs, poems. Yeah. So there are songs, poems, or like, you know, that kind of style and prayers. Yeah. By by David. Mostly by David. Some are, yeah. Some are, there's, yeah. So there's 176 verses in Psalm 119, which is really awesome. If you've never uh, read it before, it's pretty cool. Yes. Very good. Yeah, that should be on here. Well, when do you get there? So basically, Psalm 119 is, it's yeah, almost like, like three. a, it, it's, uh, essentially goes through like the uh, Hebrew alphabet, like Aleph, Bet, and each in the Hebrew is like every one of those lines start with like A, B, C, D, E, all the way through the Greek or the uh, Hebrew alphabet. It's like a, whatever you call those. Pretty uh, cool. Uh, yeah. Like the equivalent of like us writing a story and every the first part, all of it starts with A. And then the next set of verses, all of it starts with B. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Psalms 119 is really cool. There's a ton of amazing stuff in Psalms 119. But do yeah, you, you read any of the Psalms, like Psalms 23, obviously everybody knows, like, yeah, they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. But then like Psalms 51, what's really kind of cool too, is when you're reading like first and second Samuel and the life of David, you can actually correspond to like the actual life of David. Like when he writes Psalm 51 is when he's lamenting and repenting for the whole Bathsheba and killing her husband to be, because they basically called her to the palace and knocked her up and all that whole thing you can follow like the life of david in his writings which is pretty cool man so like everyone says like you know psalm 51 is like the repentance psalm it's like you know have mercy oh god because of your unfailing love because of your great compassion blot out the stains of my sin wash me clean of my guilt purify me from my sin for i recognize my rebellion it haunts me day and night against you and you alone have i sinned and you know it's basically him pouring out his heart and but then basically say restore to me the joy of my salvation and make me willing to obey you then i will teach your ways to the rebels and they will and then they will return to you forgive me for shedding blood O god who saves then i will joyfully sing of your forgiveness unseal my lips O lord that my mouth may be may praise you you can like kind of walk through david's life and read like his heart in the psalms it's pretty cool right the Bible's amazing. Dude, and so like we were talking about we I think we bring it up like every time, but ultimately every time we talk about something on here, like literally we talk about it in church, like it's been like the <laughs> last right. three or four, <laughs> five, maybe, right? That's something cool. Like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and because it was the last one I just sent you was from Matthew, right? Yeah, it was uh, you took me the picture. Of the... <laughs> it was the, about the flashlight at the feet, the light at yep. the feet. Yeah, so that is in Psalm one nineteen. Oh, a lamp to my feet. Yeah, Psalm one nineteen, like verse, like, uh, yeah, but it is what Psalm one nineteen. Yeah. So like, um, oh, sorry. 
do you have any suggestions and or tips for people who keep not keep um so i have a friend who has been trying to pursue jesus in that mm-hmm. kind of thing and he um i don't know necessarily if he's been falling away from it um but actually i don't know i don't know if he's falling away from it um he's falling away from other aspects that were included in his pursuit so like mm-hmm. fitness and yeah being healthier and that kind of thing what would you say um like what would be like a tip that you would say to like help kind of continue it would be i don't know i mean kind of really challenging in this whole walk with jesus is never intended to be easy and there's going to be a level of difficulty involved with it so i think to say to your friend would be don't be don't grow weary doing good like doing the things that are that are you know he's pursuing jesus with like the fitness and the study and all that stuff um really i mean we've talked about it a couple of different times like the degrees of deviation you know we're talking about long distance shooting a single degree yeah. translates to a missed target 500 yards downrange yeah on the other side of that the pursuit of jesus sliding away and growing dim is a series of small compromises that lead to an a direction that you never wanted your life to go in so you know to your friend my encouragement would be when it gets hard keep doing the thing that you know to be doing because that's an act of worship to jesus and on the other side of that um knowing that putting aside oh you know i'll just read the bible tomorrow And then tomorrow turns into two days and then three days. And before you know it, the habit's broken. And then it becomes that much more difficult to pick up the habit and instill the habit back in. You know, it's, um, I forget like the days wise, you know, the common concept and the common common concept is it takes 21 days to form a habit, Mm -hmm. which is really not necessarily accurate. It takes like 21 days to change how you to to create new neural pathways to like for propensity to this thing but it really takes like six months of doing the thing to create a new habit that becomes ingrained in the neural pathways of your brain yeah um to not put aside the things that he knows to be doing in for the easier route because it's easier not to read your Bible. It's easier not to go to the gym. It's easier to convince yourself that these things are more important. Yeah. But really, the intimate times that you spend with Jesus are the absolute most profitable. And I, you know, even when I was training jiu-jitsu every week, um, I when I before I stepped on the mat, before I ever rolled or learned technique or anything, it was always a prayer like, Lord, let this be an act of worship to you. Um, and doing those things with that mentality going to the gym is an act of worship, you know, going into your Bible is an act of worship, but really not putting aside the little, stop making the little compromises on time and uh, little compromises on um, priorities and to set those things back in motion. Because in the long run, the tiny, small little choices you make today add up to big choices tomorrow and the next day and months and years later. 
Um, so really I would, uh, suggest if, you know, the things are starting to get kind of routine and like the awe and wonder of Jesus is falling away, find a different avenue for you to stoke that passion back up. So if like the translation you're reading is getting kind of boring, switch the message or switch to the, you know, the new living translation to kind of put it in, in a different perspective. And then that allow that passion for the word to build or watch the chosen or find a different uh, way to stoke that passion that, that for Jesus back up in your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, because really a lot of that too, is it sometimes it can be a little boring if you have the wrong mentality Yeah, it becomes a, a checklist. And once reading the Bible becomes a checklist thing, there goes yeah. the passion, there goes the awe, there goes the wonder so I would say, suggest your friend, find the on wonder again for Jesus, and then have all these things that you were doing in your pursuit of Jesus become a form of worship for him. So I don't know necessarily if his pursuit of Jesus is has been stalled. It's the other stuff, mm-hmm. the fitness and, you know, not that he's in, in bad shape or whatever, but... Mm-hmm he is was unhappy and is i think to an extent um and so i mean you know me and you're the same way i'm sure we are trying to get everyone that we can to do jujitsu right like that's just something that people (laughs) know how to do and um so his kid does jujitsu and i'm like dude just go and once the kids class is over with do the adults class you know, um, and I'm not digging on him. And if he listens to this, I'm not digging on you, dude. I'm just making a point. Okay. I'm just trying to help. And so, and I, I mean, and I've done classes when I was there visiting, you know? And so like, before we even go, I'm like, watch this dude. I'm going to choke a dude out right in front of you. So like, we're rolling no gi and I get a dude rear naked choke right in front of him. And I'm looking at him while I'm choking and the dude's tapping and he's all like looking at me and I'm all like, He's tapping, you know, and it's like, it's not a huge deal because it happens all the time, but they weren't like, they weren't a white belt, you know, they weren't like a new, they weren't like a new student. And there's just, there's something about being able to go, even if they are brand new, that, that really doesn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Thinking about the, as an entirety, right. Thinking about your ability as, as a whole, as a person who practices on a regular basis or, you know, like in your instance, you had to take a break for a little bit, but you're getting back into it. You're still yep. like live the lifestyle, I guess you could say, right. Cause mm-hmm. you and you and Amanda still kind of roll a little yep. bit, which is dope. Um, and, uh, I think like being able to do that. And I'm like, dude, just go do it. It's like, if you try it one time, I guarantee you, you're going to want to keep going. Like, yep. you know, and I don't know, but you, but so like in my point with this whole thing is because he was using all these things as like a, a form of like getting back. Like it was like mm-hmm. a, it was like a list of things. He's like, I want to be better, be a better Catholic, be, yeah, um, you know, I want to do this stuff that's in the church. I want to get communion and confirmation and um, all that kind of thing. You know, and that's kind of like where he was going with it. And I think the whole mm-hmm. fitness and health aspect was tied into that because he mm-hmm. was doing the fasts and he was doing like all this stuff. 
And I don't necessarily know if he's doing it, if he stopped doing all of it. Um, mm-hmm. But he did send me a picture of some like tahine covered watermelon gummy, gummy circles. <laughs> yep. Which sound amazing. <laughs> Um, which they have at Costco. He said he got him at Costco. Yeah, I, I know. I need to go get some actually. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to dime him out or anything. I'm just trying to make it to where like, cause I know it was important to him and I mm-hmm. don't know what, if anything has changed. And I just want to make, you know, I want your, I wanted your opinion to see like, what, what can I do to kind of help him stay on the path? Mm-hmm. Um, because like sometimes, you know, not going to lie. Because I've been doing the Bible thing every morning with this plan that I got, and it's audio. And sometimes while I'm listening to it, I kind of like start working, and then I miss a few verses or whatever. Um, and then ultimately, like sometimes it is just kind of a check, you know, a check on the mm-hmm. box because I know that I have to do it, and I want to do it, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, like I'm gonna listen to something that I have no friggin' idea what they're talking about, <laughs> but. I know that doing it is going to like, I don't know, yep. like I'm going to hear something, maybe something that like, if I, if I am spaced out doing something else and then I hear like a verse, and I'm like, what? And then I yep. have to rewind it. And I'm like, what did they just say? Like, what are they talking about? You know, like, yeah. like, uh, I was, t- I texted John the other day because I heard, uh, there was like the one in Leviticus 19, I remember specifically. And it was like, he cut up the concubine in front in front of his door or something like that. Uh-huh. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is crazy. And he was all like, yeah, dude. He's like, a lot of the Bible is pretty crazy. And John is very knowledgeable about Bible stuff. Yep. Like, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what he's doing now, but, um, I don't think he's been going to church. No, it's been a it's been a while. I've been trying to slow burn him to get him to come back. So, John, if you're listening, come check us out, Bethel Chandler, baby. I did tell him also that you're gonna probably get him to go to class. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna just. I'm and gonna he's gonna like, to his house. You know, his excuses. He's like, I'm gonna wait until the the youngest is ready to go. And I'm like, bro, stop making excuses. Just do it. <laughs> like, like by the time you wait that long, and this goes for everyone, if you've even considered doing jujitsu i don't understand why you're waiting because here's the yeah, thing just do it you're you're in a position right now where like you literally are doing probably nothing right you may go to the gym and i i dude i commended john specifically man he's been going to the gym pretty consistently for like several months now maybe not several maybe i don't know a, a few he months said it's been consistent yeah it's been pretty consistent i mean sometimes he'll uh he has to like take a, a day or two, maybe three, four off, but ultimately every week he's going consistently, right? So he said he's lost like 10 pounds. He said he's That's like good. sees more definition in his arms, his stomach's getting flatter, blah, 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 blah. You know, not not like not that I'm degrading what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I, but I told him, I'm like, dude, don't use the scale. Like the scale is dumb. Yep. I was like, the only yep. time you need to look at the scale is if you're getting ready for a jujitsu tournament and you have to make weight. Like yep. period. Yeah, was like look in the mirror, take progress pictures, then check. You know, if your goal is to be more defined, then then check the pictures. Like look, you yep. know, look before and after stuff like that. If your if your goal is to get stronger, which is just going to happen no matter what. Yep. Um. Even if you're doing like 
muscular endurance stuff, high reps, lower weight kind of thing. That's also going to make you stronger, whether you believe it or not, because like, you know, it it may be incrementally smaller than doing like specific strength training workouts, Mm -hmm. but ultimately you're doing something that you weren't doing before, which is going to improve. Same thing with like jujitsu, right? So, um, let me tell you guys something like there is no cardio (laughs) on the planet, like doing jujitsu rounds with someone who is at your weight or higher and or better skill level Mm. or same or better skill level. Um, I mean, you're going in obscene heart rate levels at that point. Like you're, you're getting to a heart rate level that you're only going to get if you sprint nonstop for five minutes, probably like you won't even be able to continue to do it. Uh, maybe interval running, maybe something like that. Like you're doing yep. sprints every 10 seconds, maybe the only thing closest to it. Um, but jujitsu is not going to make you a better runner. Your running cardio is still going to suck. Yep. Well, maybe a little, a little bit like, better. I can still, I can still run. I mean, I can run a little bit better now than before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like running, so I don't do it, but, but running will not help your jujitsu cardio. Like no, 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 no. No way. It, it almost go backwards. You can take an ultra marathon runner and you gas oh, out yeah. in the first 10 minutes of class. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for warm-ups. example, warm-ups. my buddy Ben, he used to do half marathons and marathons and stuff in Phoenix. And then when he started, he threw up like his first, <laughs> like his first yep. rounds, you know, like yep. he, he, he like ran 30 miles a week, maybe more. Yep. It does, and it's different. His, yeah. It's, it hits, it hits different. So yeah. it's not just, I'm not just saying this because I've been doing jujitsu for almost five years now. And it's like, um, it's part of my life. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, I don't want people to think that we're like talking trash on you for not doing jujitsu because it's just, sometimes it's just not for everybody, but yep. it is your purpose in life. If you're a dude to be a protector of people, Yep. right? Um, if you're married, it is your duty to protect your family. That's the way it is. If you cannot fight, what are you going to do to protect your family? Yep. Like, I'm not saying that BJJ is the end all be all because it may not be, but it definitely, definitely, definitely will increase your ability to defend yourself for sure. 100%. No yep. questions. Also, what it does is it changes your mentality to go from like, cause I, you know, there's probably dudes that are out there who I'm probably not listening to this, but in general who are like, dude, like when I get red, when I see red, <laughs> yeah, all the time, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not, you know, no, like, cause you're just going to go to the ground and then be unconscious. And that's really what's probably going to happen if you're yep. going against anyone who has any type of grappling training. But if you do jujitsu, you don't have to be like an expert striker. I mean, if you know the basics in boxing and Muay Thai and do jujitsu on a regular basis, dude, you are way above the curve. Like you have no idea, like for real, it's insane. And you're not only going to, you're not only going to feel better. You're going to, well, yeah, I mean, you are going to feel better. You're going to sleep better probably. Well, depends because you know, a lot of times you're going to sit there and kind of think in your mind, like, all right, so I pull guard and then I went to sleep and (laughs) blocked it. it all the time. 
and then like you're just like going through you find stuff in your head yeah, yeah you're just going 100%. through stuff in your head all the time which is aggravating as i'll get out and i'm just like dude i need to sleep stop thinking about jujitsu for freaking five minutes like this is yep. ridiculous yep um you're gonna do that so don't make excuses john if nate takes you to class you go like just do it yeah. Don't say you're going to wait until, and this goes for everyone. Don't say you're going to wait until your youngest kid starts or is old enough to do it because they're not probably, they probably won't even like it. They probably won't even want to start that young and you're probably not going to want to take them to class or yep. whatever. So let's go. Don't make excuses. Get on the mat. If, you, if you're even considering it as a whole, like if it's something that's on your mind and this goes for, John, this goes for Henry, my buddy that I'm talking about, whose son trains jujitsu. I'm like, dude, if you're even considering it, just do it because you're going to feel better. You're going to be healthier. Yep. Even if you live a terrible lifestyle outside of jujitsu, if you go to jujitsu almost every day of the week, you're going to be healthier. Man, yep. I mean, that's probably not accurate, but you're You'll not going to want to eat trash. Yes. because it's going to make your you body works like, like trash grossness yep. yeah and then you're going to be like dude i ate like like for me like if i have one drink the night before so like let's say it's saturday pardon let's say saturday i have one drink let's say whatever it is a beer not eh, i don't drink beer but let's say it's a cider because i like ciders because they taste good mm -hmm. or like a long drink which is like a grapefruity thingy which is tastes good and i wish it didn't have any alcohol in it because it's just delicious <laughs> um i'll have like one maybe two and then like the next day dude if i go train i'm like oh i feel like trash and yep. it's like the next evening it's not even the next morning it's like dude so yep it is what it is um you're gonna want to be healthier eating wise uh drinking wise because your performance is going to suffer from that. And you're going to be like, mm -hmm. dude, why am I so tired? Why am I getting so tired so quickly? Same thing with like hydration, right? You're going to see that ultimately old throughout the day, your lack in hydration is making you throw up. Yep. And you can instantly feel the difference when you're more hydrated. You're just like sweating your butt off as opposed to like dry heaving. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit different. It's more like preferred legit, to be sweaty. Legit. So and that's you know and that's just that's my two cents like i i want everyone to kind of i want everyone to be healthy and happy if you if yep. you're in a situation where like you feel like uh you know i could be a little healthier or whatever if you went to the doctor and your blood work came back and you're like whoa my cholesterol is pretty high for someone yep. in their 30s like definitely take a look at it because if you're not doing anything physically at all and then you go and then yep. do something, then you're going to feel better. You're going to want to eat better. And then even if you're not completely changing your diet and you're just doing like a little bit of, you know, do like steak a couple times a week, some chicken the other days of the week, and then some fish and rice and Brussels sprouts and whatever, whatever, whatever yep. you like. The cleaner you eat, the better you're going to feel. Like that's yep. just kind of how it is. It's right? the machine, so, man. The cleaner the fuel you put in, the better the machine's going to work, man. Yeah. And then you I also, dude, I found another podcast too. Um, G is Jesus and Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu dudes in Dallas. Um, there's like That's awesome four of them, I think. They just started it, and they one of the dudes was is a, was a seal under Jocko, so he's on. He was like one of Jocko's dudes, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think any of them are black belts, but 
they're all, I think, blue and purple, brown. That's awesome. Higher yeah. belts. And they do seminars in the Dallas area. And they let's go. You know, they they do, you know, I think I sent it to Amanda to show you. Maybe. Oh. Or I sent it to you. I don't know. I don't know. Is she looking, is she there? Yeah. Did Mike send you something about Jesus and Jiu Jitsu? She said. Yeah. Weeks oh, weeks ago. She never showed me. Fired. <laughs> he says you're fired, baby. <laughs> she goes, you don't pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I love it. Yeah. All right, so, man, um, yeah, let me. Um, so one thing for everyone. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to push no, it to the good. very, very end. Um, please share this with people and yes. um, like it and rate it on whatever you're listening to it on. Does that sound right? English is, yeah, it was good. Good English. English. Good, good and, English. Um, so, because that will kind of help, I think. It does like some weird mathy yeah, thing. Yeah, algorithm thing. Yeah, that stuff. And then, um, then more people will get to see it pop up and, you know, whatever. Um, the other thing too is like, if you are going to train any, any aspect, sports, whatever, impact mouth guards, they do custom mouth guards. They will send you the stuff to make the mold. You mold it. You send it back. They send you a custom fit mouth guard. They'll keep the mold on file for as long as you want them to. I think it's like 10 bucks for four years or something silly like that. Um, you can talk with them. I mean, the jujitsu one anyway, they're a little thinner, right? They're not like for punching. So um, they're really good. That's all I've been using since I started jujitsu. Pierre actually is the one that got me onto it because his hey. uh, he's got that Marine Corps one. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So which probably tastes like crayons. And um <laughs> <laughs> and um so anyone if you're looking for a mouth guard go to impact mouth cards uh at impact mouth cards on instagram you can use the code sawtooth for 30 percent off there's no commission on it it's all discount so if you get like a basic like my I just use a black one and i think it's like 60 bucks so you're going to save 30 percent on that and then whatever the shipping is it's like 12 dollars or something and it's back and forth shipping so they ship you the thing you form it send it back then they send you the mouth guard. And I think it's like overall, the course of the time is like two weeks or something. So you won't regret it. It's the really dope. Um, and that's, that's it. That's it. Um, that's it. and then do you want to plug the survivors of war? Like, that's... Oh yeah, dude. Uh, so you can check out the nonprofit that we uh, work for. It's called the uh, survivors of war. So uh, you can find us online. It says we, a R E S O W dot org. Um, come find us that matcha coming back. Yeah. So come, so come find us on, uh, online, reach out to us, survivors of war, um, Instagram, um, reach out to my wife at Amanda Bates. She's, uh, basically, uh, the admin and administrator lady for all that stuff. So any questions filter to her too. check us out, man. Oh, hey, dude, you need to buy her too. some flowers or something because she's going to make her like do whatever she's doing with their social media with ours. Yeah, so she, yeah, bro, she runs like all the Survivors Awards <laughs> social media. She runs all their apparel company social media. She unintentionally now it runs our social media. Yeah, we definitely need to get her some flowers or a lifetime supply of coffee. Or now she's bowing in the other room. Her head's getting a little bit bigger as we speak. Don't, right don't now. float away, Amanda. Don't float yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. But yeah, dude, that's it. Come find us, check us out. And, it's an honor to do this thing with you to have a voice for the peeps. I'm just excited to see where God's going to take this thing, man.
I'm I'm saying. Let's do it. Let's pray this thing out, man. My wife's saying, I need coffee. Uh, Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. What a privilege it is, Lord, to honor and serve you. Just thank you for this platform to speak into lives of people. And Lord, we just say, surrender to you. Take it, have it. We're getting out of of your way. Holy Spirit, you do what you're going to do in and through this. And every single listener in Mike and I's life, we just say, Jesus, have your way. We're just a willing participant, and we surrender it all to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you in a minute. You guys have a great evening. I know. I can't wait. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. God bless. See you guys. God bless y'all. Peace out. Peace out.